This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. I'm a bit excited because I'm actually back, I haven't seen a game all season. So this is a new experience for myself and uh, interesting it was. Reading came down, we beat them 3-1 here this time and they thought they'd pay back time. And uh, Reading did us good and proper today. And I'm there with Beast fans shaking his head. Not happy about this one, are we? No, I think the, uh, it's certainly a first half where we, we didn't come out of the blocks. We still, as a team, trying to know, know each other. And that came through. Uh, Diaga had an absolute nightmare. And it's understandable whether it's an injury or whether he just wasn't on the form that Mac had to come on and, and replace him. And we leading into the second half. We started to actually have a bit of gel and, and, and look a bit, of team, a bit more like a team. V-Bay is certainly the bit of encouragement we can take away from today. Um, but there's, yeah, there's certainly still a few question marks that I think are going to have to be answered. But As you said, I mean, it seemed it was definitely a game of two halves. Absolute cliche that one is. But the first half, we started all right. We looked pretty good. And then they got a goal, kind of like as an away team. Was it when it gets to run a play, whether or not we didn't mark the player or whatever like that, but they got the goal, and after that, we went absolutely flat, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it's 20 minutes, we're on the ball, we're passing, making some nice moves again, the saying, Colleen and Fibay started to look like they were making some inroads, along, especially along that channel. Uh, we gave the ball away. When we, you know, we were attacking, we gave the ball away. It then cost us, and yeah, the heads dropped. A silly free kick which was debatable and you know we, we end up 2-0 down and looking as you say completely and utterly dead on our feet no no energy and the midfield not knowing what they're doing and we needed that half time to actually get ourselves back into the game and sorted seeing as it is as we say work in progress second half we did some things looking to the future because you know this is building blocks here are you a bit nervous Certainly nervous, partly because I think Reading are the sort of side that you'll kick yourselves losing three points to later on in the season. I think other teams will actually see them and will make them work a lot harder for a win like that. And it's frustrating that you, you lose home games a bit like that as well. Um, and yeah, it is, it's, it's going to be nervous because they're, they're not a team yet. And we need more players to come in 
and that's going to have you know longer to bed down. I mean, I'm hopeful, obviously, in a couple of months when things do bed down, when injuries, uh, you know, you might get McLeod in, you get McCacker, uh, you, you know, and players like that. McElhenney. Yeah, McElhenney back into it. Uh, things might start to gel. We didn't, we didn't really fire until November last season. And so your fingers crossed on that point. But yes, it's, it's going to be a much harder season. And, you, you, you know, you really want to take every point and every win that comes our way. So um, here we go. We're in the pub after the game. And uh, the Reading boys, a big smile on their face this season. Last season, there was no smiles at all, but they still spoke to us. This season, they're a little bit more eager to chat to us, aren't you? <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. That was quite, um, quite entertaining, that really, wasn't it? It was entertaining for you because not only did you see us lose 3-1, but you saw us lose 3-1 in the Brentford end as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Thanks for reminding me. No, it was quite good. It's, it's good. It's good to get um, a different perspective of a game and, and, and watch it from, um, from, a, from a, different, a different angle, so to speak. Um, and actually watching the game, observing, rather than just getting on the back of your own players, which we seem to have done quite a bit over the last few, few seasons. Uh, the one thing that I would say, and obviously uh, there's a lot of chanting going on at times in the Brentford end, but the referee, he was fairly blind though, was he not? Perfectly fine. <laughs> Listen, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one, but the referee helped you guys along with this victory, not taking it away from you or anything like that, but you know, there are a few incidences which should maybe have gone... I, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Truth, truthfully speaking, I, the free kick from the angle that, that, that yourself and I had, we didn't think it was a free kick. We thought um, it was soft at the very, very best. Um, there were a lot of decisions that went against Brentford um, in not critical areas of the pitch, but where it was easy for a referee to give a free kick, and he gave a lot of them against against Brentford. It's got to be said, a lot of stuff I thought, that's not a free kick. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I did think, yeah, he's, he's got it right, and, and you know, Brentford are being a little bit um, homey, shall we say. Um, but the majority of the time, yeah, it was... It was uh, I'd say it was wrong. Uh, it, it's, that's not just, just trying to be nice to it because there's a Brentford forum. Uh, it's the fact that he was pretty poor. OK, so coming to this game, we had a bit of the first, you know, first 15 minutes or so, we looked bright, then you came back with that goal, headed goal. Whether or not somebody should have been marked or not, I don't know, but you got the goal. But after that, we were out the picture in the first half. You said, look, you guys, you know, you're down and out. The heads were down, the fans, the, the fans' heads were down. Correct, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first half... Uh, it was even until the first goal. Was, I mean, we'd hit the bar. Um, we'd managed to, get, to work the ball out to Nick Blackman, and it just fronted up your left back. Um, but apart from that, it wasn't really much between the two sides. After we got the goal, um, it was um, it was it was all one-way traffic, really. Yeah, well, all right. The free kick uh, for the second goal was was ropey at best, as we've, as we've said. Um, but don't take that away from Nick Blackman. He took that free kick and made sure he scored. He did. Second half, though, we turned it around. Another, you were biting your fingernails. You, you, there was all sorts of grinding going on beside me. You know, I was thinking, what's going on here? Like, you know, you, your nails were down to the to the, to the bottom there because you said 
it's going to be a two-all. You thought we were going to come in the last minute and we're going to equalise. What was the difference with Brentford in the second half, do you think? You made a couple of tactical substitutions, didn't you? You took off Dio Garaga and you made a half-time substitution. And you just got the guy, I can't, I can't think who it was, just in the middle, just behind the front two, was it, or the front man? Okay. Um, and it was finding space just in, in between midfield and defence. Also, you loved the old crossfield ball. First half wasn't working. Second half... Um, you drew, drew our players away um, from, um, from the recipient of the crossfield ball, uh, particularly the, the young guy. Is it Josh Clark? Josh Clark, yeah. Uh, he came on at half-time, and he was just hugging that touchline. Um, and the crossfield ball, particularly from left to right, worked a hell of a lot for you. And you, you create you're a very, very, very expansive pitch, which you didn't do in the first half. Let's face it, you're 2-0 down at half-time. You've got to do something. You've got to, you've got to go for broke, really. You expanded that pitch. It stretched us all over the place. Um, and it worried. It was, it was worrying. But at the same time, you've got to expect that you know, at this level of football. Um, and while, from my perspective, um, I didn't think you actually created a, a, a massive amount, you still looked like you could create something. And that goal from V-Bay, something else. Really, really quality, quality strike. So, talking about Reading, forget about Brentford now. You're now confident. You got your first victory under the belt. The first one, you scored you had two goals before this night, and you now scored another three. Is this it? Is Reading going to win the league? I don't think we'll win the league. I think we're good enough. Um, depending on if we sign a striker. We've got four days to sign a striker. We've got Orlando Saar up front, and we've got two Wiggers come strikers playing just behind him at the moment. Um, we need a number 10 striker to play off Saar for this, for this um, squad to really start kicking on. If we get that, we'll be in and around the playoffs, uh, or at least challenging for the playoffs. Um, I don't think we're there yet, we're nowhere near there yet, but we've got a good defence, we've got a good basis. I said before the game, we've got a good solid uh, basis for, for a team. Clark signed well, we signed from the back and gone forward, so you sort out your back line first, it's a sensible way to go about things. Now we just need a striker. We've got a couple of wingers who are due to come back. McCleary came on at half-time today. Um, and uh, we've got a, a, a new Peruvian, uh, Pablo Hurtado, who was on the bench today, didn't come on. Um, so we, we look like we've got something going. Um, give it a season or two, if we stay in this division, I think we'll, we'll certainly be, be challenging it with Clark in charge. At this season, at this moment in time, no, we'll be kicking around 6th, 7th, 8th position. We'll lose games. We will lose games. We'll lose games by the odd goal. Um, but we'll be in the right area of the, of the, of the league this year. Gibbies. Nah. So, uh, work in progress, is that, is that the best way to describe this one? Oh, I think there's a, a lot to take away from it, really. Um, I, really I mean, I, I, I think it's like a difficult second album. You know, we're in the second uh, season of the Championship, everyone knows who we are. Um, the, the players from last season proved that they could play very well. So we have the unfortunate and unexpected departures of uh, Gray and, 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 and Moses. And that's, you know, I think that's, that's, that's taken the wind out of our sails a little bit. And, and now is the time of how do we spend the money and how do we spend the money wisely? We don't want to go out and buy another big nick. We want to go out and find players who can, who can do the job. And I don't, think, I don't think it's that bad. I think there's been a lot of, there's a lot of negative sort of, you know, noise around social media and inverted commas and I think it's unwarranted I think we just need to stick with it stay with it and it, it, it will come good we're, we're, we're four games in 
and I'm, I'm, I'm still very positive to, to, to walk away from the game hearing people saying we're relegation fodder and read those similar comments on Twitter is just bullshit really we just got to it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because I mean, last season, people, we, if we come into this game, you know, end of August, people are sort of saying, "Oh, we want to, we want to remain sort of one place above the, the relegation zone." And they're happy with that. We ended up finishing fifth. Now, I know it's a question which you turn around and say, but has that actually kind of done us a misfavour? Because you know, we were good last season. We did a lot of good things last season, but. You know, the fact that we may or may not be able to follow up that season, is that kind of a rod for our own back? I think that's finishing fifth last season certainly set some you know, expectations amongst the players, I would say, that they would they want to be, you know, that they, they, they want to go on and get paid by, by you know, uh, similar to clubs that have been relegated with parachute payments. We, we have the, you know, one of the bottom three turnovers in the whole league. We are punching above our weight. We continue to punch above our weight. So yeah, finishing fifth last season was an overachievement, um, but I don't see why we can't finish fifth again this season. It's, it's it's too early to say. You know, until we get to September, October, the end of September. I mean, it's, not, it's not even September yet, really, right? And, and here we have, here's something like right off our season, and so we're going to get relegated. That's that's not how. I, I, if, if, Five years ago, we would be biting anybody's hand off to be where we are today, and we should remember that. Okay, I'm going to ask, say to you because this, like I said, this is my first game, so this is quite refreshing for me. I've not seen anything, you know, and I saw a few things which were interesting and three things that worried me as well. From your point of view, what do you think the things were the, the plus side of this game? I think the um, I can't remember his name now. Josh Clark. Josh Clark. He was he was after everything. VB's goal was spectacular, um, but we have to start. I mean, in, in our defensive midfield, I think we're we're, we're quite weak there, and we're not competing in the you know in the centre in the centre half position. I think the first goal was typical of perhaps where our weaknesses are. But I, I, I think you know we, we, we've got a long way to go in this league yet. The transfer window's not closed. You know, we, it's, it's, it's not. We're not out of August, and I'm not. I'm not panicking. I'm. I'm just. Just, just going to enjoy this season. Another season in the championship. So another great season in the championship. So you're a comfortable B. I'm. I'm, I'm a comfortable B. Excellent. So I mean, interesting thing. Games get played. Lots of expectations. We talked about earlier. Fans' expectations get higher. Then all of a sudden, you know, I've heard this bit of fan on fan activity going on bit of aggravation people like having to go at each other and stuff like that and I'm just chatting to you and you you said that you you saw there were there were things that were going down which were a little bit dark and probably a little bit sad at Brentford considering how well we've done over the last season or two isn't it yeah I mean it's disappointing you know you hear sort of little bits and bobs and someone today's told me that you know there was a bit of a row in one part of the ground and people are starting to have a go at the the owner and the, the structure of the club and you, you know you've got to think uh, Everyone needs to take a step back and have a bit of perspective on things. I think that you know there are, there are two options for Brentford Football Club, and the first option, which was the option we had before, which was we were you know we were we were wrestling buckets, we were you know in a massive financial football you know situation that was terrible, and we ended up um, you know we wouldn't have a football club. So you've got two options here now. We have an option now, which is what we're doing, where we might lose a, the odd game or two, and you know the performances might not be what anyone wants, but you know in three or four years' time, five years' time. 10 years time we're still going to have a football club and that's the most important thing because we're all here to you know come and watch Brentford and support the team and you know the two options are having a football club or not having a football club and I find it increasingly disappointing that 
there's a section of the fan base that seems to not understand or not have the right attitude towards you know what the journey that everyone's on at the moment okay and, and the thing I'll say is that everyone's got their own opinion everyone's got their right to own opinion and also this is football people have frustrations people mm. feel the club people feel it sometimes get very irrational mm. about things as well like you know I might be the same way you might be the same way sometimes you put your rational head on then you flip it but you, there was something that went on today as well that you saw. What, what did you mean? Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, there was a you know a bit of a, a bit of a row in, in a part of the ground where people were saying that you know the, the current owner was looking to ruin the club and divide fans. And I you know I you know when I heard that I was shocked. You know I think it's a you know incredibly terrible thing to say. I think that you know we're very lucky at the moment that we have a you know a structure and a system and an ownership that you know means that we have a football club for the long term. And you know, I think that's the, that's got to be the most important thing. You look around the rest of the league, particularly at a club like Blackpool, and you know, will they have a football club in 10, 15 years' time? Bolton you know, Bolton Wanderers will they have a football club in 10, 15 years' time? We have a football club, and that's the most important thing. And even better than that, we have a football club that you know, even when we do lose, everyone's still looking to improve. Even if things aren't great at the moment, but I don't mind. I think it's fine personally. But you know, a couple of bad performances, everyone's still looking to improve. And it just worries me that people think that there's an attitude that you know the. the you know, the owner of the club is is trying to ruin the club. I think it's disgusting, personally. So, so I'm going to come back to you today's performance today. So today's game wasn't the best, especially the first half. We flipped it in the second half. Mm. Are you a little bit nervous and a little bit worried? Or are you just saying, listen, this is just the way it goes? I think for me today, what was really encouraging was that the players that we brought in in the close season have done well. I think that Bebe had a strong game. I think Kirschbaumer improved. Um, I think Colin looked strong as well. What slightly disappointed me today about the performance was that a couple of the uh, players that have been here for two or three years um, didn't kind of stand up and uh, you know show the physicality that's needed in this division. Um, and I think that maybe gave us you know the situation where a couple of goals weren't uh, were goals that we shouldn't have been letting in. And you know that was a little bit disappointing for me today. But I do think there was enough in the performance, despite the result, despite the referee, which is a whole other situation. And yeah, like you were saying, maybe our rational heads come on with that. But you know I, I do think there were positives to see in today's performance and it's about trying to find those at the moment you know at the end of the day we have to get behind the team uh, and the 11 on the pitch and uh, yeah I'd like to have won I'd like to have drawn at the end but it wasn't to be international break come at a good time um, I'm never too sure with the international break to be honest with you I think that obviously a couple of players will be going to uh, you know represent their country whether that's uh, you know an issue potentially um, maybe a couple of weeks is good for us to be uh, you know off and not doing anything but I, I'm 50-50 on that. I'm not sure what the outcome is. We've obviously got two very hard games straight afterwards, so hopefully the break helps them out. So is your glass half full or half empty after this Reading game today? Well, it's actually half empty. It's just a very empty glass. Um, uh, I, I can see it both ways if I'm honest it wasn't it wasn't the perfect performance by a million miles um, it wasn't awful either uh, I think 1-0 down it was the defending was shocking um, so we, we, we're making mistakes that we're not we're just not correcting it's, that's the third Saturday on the trot we've conceded a headed goal um, from across that should have been dealt with better um, the second goal was a, a beautiful free kick um, which Button could do nothing with, but it was a free kick that should never have been awarded. Um, the, 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 the referee saw an incident that just wasn't there. So, you know, if we'd have gone in a half-time 1-0 down, I think the second half is completely different. So, you know, let's, let's assume we've gone in 1-0 down. 
and then we, we played, we picked the game up second half much better. Vibe scored a beautiful goal, so that, that would have made it one all. So then we're chasing a win. So we're either chasing a win or, or, or getting a draw. So I, I think, you know, if, if it was, I'm not blaming the referee, because the referee was awful today, but it, it, it had a massive impact in the game. And the, and the third goal, Saunders gave the ball away when he should have crossed it or passed it. Um, he, he, he couldn't have quite adapt to the pace of the, the first team. You know, again, it's harsh. So 3 1. 3-1 looks harsh on this bill. It looks harsh on us. Reading did have quite a few chances in the first half where, you know, once they went 1-0 up, they could have been, you know, 3 or 4 up as well at the same time because that first half was a bit of a car crash for Brentford once we went 1-0 down. But again, is it one of these things we talked about earlier, you know, work in progress. We've got new players coming in, new players that are building into the side. You know, when Uwe Rosser brought his new players in and he tried to get Brentford to play a particular style of football and we were struggling we were still trying to kick the ball up and kick and rush and it took you know two three seasons for us to actually perfect the team to actually get promoted from division one and, and we're kind yeah, of we're, we're, we are in evolution again or we're evolving again um you know I, I i think i think you know yeah obviously there's it's very different to last season um that's gone we need to we need to give it 10 games maybe 12 games to see where we're exactly where we're at um, but there definitely, definitely seems to be a, um, a group of people that are just looking for the negative in absolutely everything. Um, and they've got to be careful, careful what they wish, they're wishing for. Because, it, you know, if, if the worst case scenario, this is a season of struggle for Brentford, um, I, t- I still take that all day long, Bill, because, you know, we, I, I, I'd, I've, I've dreamed about being in this division. If we're, if we're an established team in this division that has a great season, then an average season, then a good season, then a great season, you know, we, we, we're, we're where we need to be. We're, 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 we're where Brentford should be. We're in the second tier of English football. Um, we, in a great year, we can be knocking on the door of the, of the top flight. Um, all the all the time that we're not in the third and the fourth tier, you know, is like I I, I, I think it's brilliant. You know, we we have to be very very aware of where we come from, and sometimes you have to tread water for a year. I've got the Vivenko here. Now the Vivenko, the last time I saw you, my man, it was at Fulham. You were so happy. You had flown in for Costa Rica from the day. Just for one day, you flew from Costa Rica, went to the Fulham match, so happy you flew back home again. You have flown back now again for the Bees. Now, it's interesting because you've seen a bit of a change over the last few months, have you not? I have seen a bit of a change. I mean, last season, it was a season that no Bees fan counted on. It was a fantastic season. We were all, if we can call it, a big bubble. We were in a big bubble where we were winning away, we were winning at home, and we were playing some great football. And it was a great season to be it, but I think now we're back down to reality, which is honestly where I think Brentford should be. Like, we've been in the lower divisions. I've been coming to football games since 2002, when I was age 12, and I've seen very lows and I've seen very highs, which has been of late. And I think right now there's a certain group of fans which are putting us down more than we should be put down. I've got, okay, I'm going to be devil's advocate here because I'm going to sit in the middle as the interviewer chatting to you. Listen, Brentford did really well last season. We had a load of players and we played fantastic football, expansive football. We were out there. Now we've come this season and it's just all looking a little bit different. And, and surely, you know, if that's the bar that is set, shouldn't we be kind of aiming at that same bar? I mean, last season we were on the high of going up. 
We had the same manager. We played football that I was proud to go any part of the world and say Brentford are playing fantastic football. And Warburton has gone. I think Brentford fans should get to a stage where we should get over that and move on to where we are now. And right now we're at a stage where I think um, we need to set ourselves in this division. I think it's a great place for Brentford fans to be. Great place for Brentford as a football club to be, which is the championship. It's a very tough division. And we're just setting our foundations in this division. This season is very difficult, very different to last season. And this, this year, we're at the moment, we're not where we were last season, of course. But I don't think it should be a season we should, we should be comparing to last season. OK, I'm going to be another devil's advocate. Some people say, well, actually, Brentford last season started quite slowly. We actually kind of had a bit of an OK August, went into September, we lost against Borough, and it wasn't until October, and then we drew, and then drew against Wigan, lost against Burnley. It was uh, the Derby Bolton, game. Bolton, and then we came back in November against Bolton. We, so they needed a bit of time to find their feet. Now, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen this season, but... Again, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm sitting down and, like I said, first game of the season for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit behind everybody else as well. I, I don't know whether or not, you know, well, I believe there needs to be a little bit of time given because we've got new players in there. They, 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 I 100% believe time should be given. I mean, we've lost Andre Gray recently, but we've lost a couple of players and we, we're, we're actually adopting a new system at the moment. So we're bringing players in from Europe which is a different approach. Benham's got a different approach in him and it definitely, definitely needs time to settle in. So at the moment, we're not playing as we would hope we would. We're not creating. For me, the main worry is the chances that we're not creating. But again, it's so early stages. Uh, the problem I have at the moment is seeing fans around us already judging to a degree where we're looking to relegation. We're a relegation battling team. I don't believe that. I think at the moment, we're just finding our feet. Yes, some players have gone. Yes, some new ones have come in. But we're still finding our feet. And I think this this division, we've got a lot to give in it. OK, so listen, you're off to Costa Rica back tomorrow or the other day again. So you're confident when you come back, the bees are going to be settled in this division and doing the business. We are not a relegation team. We In this division, I'm not saying we're a promotion team. We're not a relegation team. It's too early to give us a name yet but I think we will be a hard battling team we've shown we're always a hard battling team and we've got a lot to show in this division right that's the word from the Vivanco Costa Rica man we spoke to Brentford fans we spoke to Reading fans today bit different opinions flying around you'll probably see it on social networking Twitter Facebook the Griffin Park grapevine it's all going to be out there now these next two weeks there's no football next Saturday so we've got lots to talk about over the next two weeks there's not necessarily going to be a podcast there might be one in the week it just depends we might have a few things we might be popping over to uh, San Marino next Saturday we're still not sure it's one of them ones you know besotted we just do it by the fly of our pants but you know if we don't go to San Marino we'll have a podcast next Wednesday or Thursday check it out if not we'll check you in a couple of weeks time besotted.co.uk YouTube you just check us on besotted 1992 and audio boom our podcasts are there just check us out loads to talk about get involved it's not over yet it's only the first month of the season. Cheer up, bees. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. Come on. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.